This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. Coming to you live from the bunker. <laughs> Somewhere in Minnesota. Undisclosed. Undisclosed. That's why we have the black background so no one can tell where we're at. I saw a, uh, a tweet saying that every pastor right now is trying to make, you know, trying to keep their video from looking like a Bin Laden video. <laughs> and we've just did the exact opposite and tried to make it look just like one. we got the nice yellow mic today. How's everybody doing out there? Are you guys uh, holding up all right? It's funny because it's uh, being here. We don't, I can't, you know, no speakers, no no lights, no nothing. But Bryant Lake Bowl is closed right now, which is really tough for them because all the servers and stuff are having a rough time. But it's a tough time for a lot of us right now. So hope you guys are doing well and staying inside. I think that's the best thing we can all do. It's been kind of tough with me. I know some of you are also parents um, having kids. I live in an apartment, so, you know, a small apartment and watch, you know, trying to keep my kids from going stir crazy. They run down the hallway every now and then, which it's that's the weird thing about trying to quarantine in an apartment complex because you're quarantined with like 100 other people that you don't know. (laughs) You hope they're washing their hands. Enjoying the weekend home, working from home, and trying to help the kids with schooling. Yeah, I don't know. All the everybody has to be teachers now too. Well, here we are, the dream we all dream of. Um. So you know, I I, I was thinking. Um, it's it's kind of tough and strange to uh, time to be a pastor and, and a church and you know and a lot of folks are uh, maybe looking for answers and I can't say I have any answers um, extremely tra- extremely strange times um, I've talked to a few people and I said you know it's just really odd because I've heard you know growing up with my dad especially when after he went to prison he kind of become obsessed with the end times and so he would always talk to me about these type of scenarios happening and uh, of course you know I always kind of rolled my eyes and thought he was crazy and uh, he would talk to me about grocery stores being overrun and banks being overrun and I was like yeah dad that's sure <laughs> and uh, I'm not saying he's right was right but I'm just saying we're here and it's kind of bizarre right <laughs> kind of bizarre um a lot of contradictions out there, a lot of strange things to think about, um, you know, and then like the spring breakers are out there, which is just, I have, can't, can't even grasp what those kids are doing. Um, but it's happening all over the world. Um, I saw a special last night in Australia and everybody was on the beach. So, you know, I hope the world can kind of get together and we can unite and encourage each other to stay home. 
Um, you know, but listen to some good records, listen to some good music. I've been reading a lot of articles from my favorite musicians and you know, interviews and, and things like that. I get really a lot of inspiration from people, you know, like Joe Strummer and Sinead O'Connor and, and, uh, John Lydon, you know, for some reason those guys all encourage me. So I've been reading a lot of that. And then Pete's just turned me on to some really good podcasts, uh, something called why theory. Um, so, uh, kind of trying to listen to some stuff that'll open my mind and give me more material to talk to you guys here. But it's just funny. I think it's just ironic, honestly. I just, I think it's funny because um, I've watched Christians do stuff like say, like you know, we get mad when Christians don't react well, you know, and they're like, oh, this is just being overblown, and then we get mad at the Christians who are like in the bunkers too, you know. We're we're not as very satisfied people as human beings. Um, we always like to find faults, don't we? Um, Oh, the Belfast kids aren't staying in either. Stay in, kids. Yeah, I'm really bummed. I was looking forward to Belfast in April, and the event got shut down, and I'm guessing travel won't be open by then. I, I, I wish they were, because I would really love to go to Belfast, and because uh, I've got other work there as well to do. Me and some folks are working on some documentary stuff. So anyway, let's talk about church let's be church i'm gonna be a church today so i'm gonna get the turn to the worship band um piano in here (laughs) do you have a piano yeah i could have started playing i'm in caleb's bedroom and caleb is just sitting in his bed he's my audience right now yeah so it's i never thought i'd be playing in bed with a broken ankle jay baker (laughs) preaching just to me in front of me audience of one it's not God. It's just me. <laughs> yep. God couldn't make it today. Um, here we go. Boop. Oh, nope. We're in Romans. We're going to be in Romans 8 if you're following along. What's up, Travis? Hope you're doing well, buddy. So we're in Romans today, Romans 8. And um, oh, hello, New Zealand. Hope you guys are staying safe keeping inside um so you know trying to prepare a sermon when we're all going through this together i mean the great thing about the great thing about this it's not many great things about this but it is strange that as a collective as a whole world we are going through something together and we're all going through this trauma as a community, and I, you know, so many, so many of us go through traumas at different times, um, separately, and it's hard for us to empathize with one another. And I think this is one of the greatest examples of, of, of worldwide empathy. You know, being able to share one another's pains and burdens, um, as you know, the Bible talks about, and Galatians talked about sharing one another's burdens. You know, we're able to really relate to one another. And maybe come together. I mean, I feel like we've been living in this, especially in the states. It's been so divided politically, and now it's this this virus has kind of somehow brought us together to see things differently. 
And it seems like we're not just all focused on politics and who's good and who's bad and all that stuff, but just trying to survive. And, uh, yeah, we do, Ray, we do see how small the world is. And, uh, my hope is that we do come out of this better people. Unfortunately, we're losing a lot of people too. And that's very sad. Um, so I was looking at Romans, the book of Romans, and um, Paul talking about persecution of Christians. And that's not really where I'm going. I'm going to try to take a step back and look at this in a wider, wider way. Um, but, uh, but we're going to kind of use it a little bit just to see what Paul, what Paul the Apostle had to say to us. Or, or saying to the Romans and see if we can somehow work it into our current predicament. Um, in Romans eight thirty six, it says, that is, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be the slaughtered. Now that's a little downer. But that's not what I want to focus on. Hello, Mexico and Alabama. Um, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, no rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, you know, let's not just go literal with this. Let's step back and see what we can take out of this as general idea. And the idea is, is that it's saying no matter how much we suffer, you know, no matter if we die if we, or get sick, what we go through, the fact is, is that the idea of grace is always there. You are always accepted. Um, that love, that God's love is always there. Now, we've talked about this before, of what do I love when I love my God? And we love each other. Um, right now, we're in a place where we're able to love each other in a way um, that's pretty clear is by staying home, um, by keeping others safe. Uh, one of the things, you know, our daycare is, is still open for my kids, um, but they meet at a, uh, where they go is is also a, a care center for the elderly. And so me and my ex-wife have decided to pull the kids out and just take care of them. So when I have them, I have them all day. When Karen has them, she has them all day um, because we just really want the people to be safe. And so these are the sacrifices that we can make for one another and show love for one another and show grace for one another by staying at home. Now, there's ways to communicate with people through Zoom or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or all these different ways and and encourage each other. And I think it's important. I think it's important that we stay connected and we talk to one another and we share things like books we're reading and albums we're doing and work that we're working on. I mean, this is a great time to you know, kind of focus on what are you working on? Are you an artist? You know, it's a great time to do art. It's a great time to study and read. Um, you know, I know that we, a lot of us are going to binge Netflix shows and, you know, 
I've been binging just reading articles about punk rock musicians. But at the same time, it's a good time to focus on maybe learning things and growing a little bit on, on how can we come out better? How can we come out of this stronger? Um, a lot of people have, have felt empty in their jobs and empty in their lives. And how do we, you know, maybe use this as a time to reimagine who we can be and reimagine who we are and not let the idea of following our dreams and our passions seem like a ridiculous thing anymore. A lot of people want to steal that from us. You know, a lot of people want to take vision away. A lot of people want to take, you know, or, or we laughed at our dreams or we thought our dreams were impossible. But I think this might be a good time to, to refocus that, you know, refocus those dreams, refocus those things. Um, <clears throat> and I love this idea that, you know, we're all having to love from a distance. And this is something that I had talked about with Sean a little bit in the past. Um, I mean, how do we love, love from a distance when we have toxic people in our lives and things like that? But you know what? The great thing is, is we can, you know, this is a perfect time to love your enemies because you don't have to be around them. <laughs> you know, maybe this is a perfect time to read a book on forgiveness or read a book on love um, or read a book on, on those ideas and, and, or reach out to friends and talk to them or maybe even reach out to an enemy, you know, and text and tweet and have those things. Um, because ultimately this idea of love that's causing us to separate from one another gives us an ability to love even more because we're not putting, I have to put ourselves at a physical risk. We're not having to put ourselves in, in, in a really strange situation. Um, so I think that's a positive way of looking at it. Um, one of the things I've always liked about this verse is in the new living, it said not even the depths of hell can separate us from the love of God. Um, you know, nothing can separate us from that love. And if we are to live life and live life well, we must learn to love others. Um, Martin Luther King has a quote that said, um, we may have all come on different ships, but we're in the same boat now. And so we're all in the same boat now. And if that quote ever meant anything, I think it means more now than it ever has is that we are a community, a world community of, uh, of humans uh, trying to figure out how to love one another. And, and, and there's clear things to do that. It's not always clear. We're always, how do I love them? How do I do that? You know, I mean, it's clear saying, love each other, stay home, don't put anybody you know, in danger, you know, be careful, and um, wash your hands. Don't, I'm touching my face like a million times because I have a beard, so I'm a bad example. Don't follow my example. Um, but, yeah, so these are things we can do to love others and to know that we're loved. And I hope we can all sit within this and find some peace in the fact that we are accepted. You know, that that love is there, that something greater than ourselves, love greater than ourselves is there, and it gives us the ability to continue to love others in a really simple, beautiful way. Um, today, um, I went through a drive through and got a drink, and, you know, I just made sure that I thanked the people at the drive through for working. 
you know, and said, listen, I, I appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for working. Uh, you know, I know it's got to be scary. And um, both of the folks were, were really grateful. And they were like, wow, you know, we really appreciate you coming out, you know, and just coming through the drive through and, and continuing to live your life. And and so it's it's a strange connection, you know, walking down the street, seeing people, keeping social distance. Um, it's a new world. Um, but hopefully it's torn down some of the walls that separate us and opening up new ways for us to talk to one another, you know, because it doesn't matter if you're conservative or Republican or anarchist or Democrat or leftist or, you know, socialist, you know, any of that, we're all going through this together. And the interesting thing is to watch how some, you know, how taking pieces of capitalism, taking pieces of socialism, taking certain things like this, trying to work out this horrible issue that we're in and situation to try to make it better. And so we're all just kind of, you know, like who thought, you know, you know, Donald Trump was going to be like, hey, everybody's going to get a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? And we're going to try to take that. You know, I mean, I don't dig the dude. But what I'm saying is, is, you know, what some people would call socialism is right now what we're having to do. And I think it's pretty incredible that we're just seeing people trying to do the best they can to take care of one another. Um, could we use better leadership? Yeah, of course. But uh, also we have to lead a little bit too. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to turn over to Philippians going to flip over to Philippians. Dad joke. Um, Philippians 4, 10 through 13, I believe, if I took the right notes. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, and we're going to look at the context of this verse as well, which is interesting. Um, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now last you have received, <clears throat> I have received your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. This is Paul. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and going hungry or having plenty and having being in need. But he says here, he goes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in any case, it was kind of you to share my distress. So the idea of sharing one another's distress, and he's saying we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but I also want to look at the idea of, you know, just saying that doesn't mean like, oh, Jesus is going to make me happy and everything's going to work out and I can do it, you know. I mean, I, I remember growing up hearing this sermon talk, you know, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's like, I can get a Cadillac, you know. <laughs> I could do a sweet kickflip on my skateboard. I can do all things through Christ. I, and sadly, when I was a teenager, I had that verse on my skateboard thinking that that was going to help me be a better skater. Um, but honestly, this verse is about prison. Paul is in prison and 
lost everything and I guess somewhat self-isolating in prison. Um, and he's saying, I can do this. You know, I've been rich. I've been poor. I've had a lot. I've had a little, but I can do this. And he's saying, basically, I'm also sharing the suffering of Christ. And we've got to remember that sometimes that suffering of Christ was feeling abandoned, abandoned by God, you know, feeling on the cross, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, this idea of like feeling completely abandoned by all your loved ones, by God, by all this. And he says, you know, I still can do this because I can connect to that abandonedness. I can connect to that pain. I can connect to these hurts and be one with Christ. And that's really what being Christ, being centered with Christ is, is understanding, um, you know, the suffering of Christ, you know, Lord, take this cup from me if you can, you know, um, Jesus didn't want to suffer. Jesus didn't want to be crucified. Jesus didn't want to die. Um, and, uh, learning to share within that suffering of each other and realize that these moments are, you know, those are the moments that I think really make us, we've got to like, not try to sugar down or water down the crucifixion, um, and Jesus's pains and doubts, you know, those are, those are, those are things that we need to learn to connect to. Um, and by connecting to those things, um, we are able to suffer with Christ. So when he says, I'm one with Christ, I don't just think it's, you know, all frilly dilly. I think it's saying, I suffer with Christ. I'm going through this. I am not alone. Um, but I do like these ideas of carrying one another's burden, loving your enemies. I, you know, no matter what's happening, I'm still accepted. I still have that in me. Even when I feel abandoned, I'm actually closer to Christ than when I feel at peace. So we continue to live. Yeah, I mean, someone said, you know, the, you know, the passage from Paul always reminds me of the Stoic philosophers. It doesn't matter what happens, I continue to live my life. And that's all we can do at this point is live our life and live our life well and take care of each other and maybe share some toilet paper with each other. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, you know, we're in a moment in time where we are in something that's never happened with our lifetime. In the 1800s, there was something very similar that happened. But... <clears throat> We're in something that is bigger than politics. And I'm going to go out and say even further, it's bigger than religion. You know, um, it's unity. It's uniting us through a shared moment of suffering. And I've always thought that suffering and pain are the great equalizers. I've always felt that way. Um, I don't know how many people have come from different walks of life who've been through extraordinary amounts of pain and the one thing that brought us together was able to sit down and talk about our hurts and talk about our losses and talk about the pain and even though like my pain as a white heterosexual male was different than someone who was you know LGBTQ or someone who you know was a person of color or things like that we were able to sit down and discuss our pain and share in that pain and share in our suffering and by that way act as carrying one another's burden. And so we really have an, a place in time where we're able to do that with one another and um, share our experiences and our strengths and our hopes and our doubts and our worries um, 
and really create a community and, and, and thank God that we have this type of technology where we can communicate with one another, where we can talk to one another, you know, um, where we, we, we can actually be a community. I mean, you can put something positive on Twitter. You can put something positive on Instagram. You can put something, you know, or you can put out, hey, I'm suffering. I'm, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. You know, uh, does anyone want to freaking Zoom with me? Does anybody want to chat with me? You know, right now we can still be a community and maybe be a greater community than we've ever been, you know, separate but united. And uh, I think if we're all open to growing from this and learning from this and becoming better human beings, learning how to live well, questioning our political... uh, you know, who we subscribe to politically, questioning those things. Is that what's best? Or, you know, questioning uh, even our own faith and all those things. Are, are we being tolerant? You know, can we, we can grow and become a better community. So, you know, a great thing about doing this and doing Revolution for me is that we've always been an online community. And so we haven't had to really do any shifts to, to, to do that because we've been here. And I remember so long people saying, you can't, you know, you can't make an online community. It's not real church. And I think the whole world is now realizing is that, yeah, online community is right, our, our choice right now. And, and we might be in this for a long run, folks. I mean, this could be, you know, some, somebody, I, it was like, oh, it's going to be about two months. You know, and then I read an article and it was like, eh, this could be about 16 months um, or maybe longer. So, you know, we've got a lot of, uh, you know a lot ahead of us you know it's only been what a couple weeks you know um and so i think it's going to get darker and it's going to get harder and we're all going to be frustrated and 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 nervous but i think we can be a community and stay a community um it's worked for evolution you know i mean we've done stuff like meet your congregation um interviews that have been great and you can meet your congregation just simply by here talking to one another, following one another. Um, you know, see who's listening to service and see who's liking them and follow them on whatever social media you're you're subscribed to. You know, um, and and la- allow this to be a time for this community to build. This could be a time for revolution to really build a community as well, and for our online community to come together. And uh, see, you know, hey, maybe we can all come out of this better. Maybe the community can come and say, hey, this is what revolution needs to do, or this is what we're thinking about revolution, or we want to do revolution this way or that way. I would love that because revolution should be a community. Revolution isn't me. It's not Caleb. You know, it's a collection of us. We are a collection of people working together who are trying to encourage one another to love each other and at the same time love yourself and, and find an acceptance in yourself in order to do that love, you know, in order to, uh, to make peace with each other. Uh, you have to find peace with yourself. If you're going to love your neighbor as yourself, you really need to learn to love yourself as well. And, uh, you know, and loving yourself doesn't mean you're perfect or you have it all together. It's just accepting those things. And sometimes accepting even the dark sides. I mean, I've got a lot of demons, um, learning to look at those and question those and accept those, you might actually find out there's a lot of strengths there that you may have thought were, were negatives. And for me, that's helped a lot. Um, you know, I, I asked myself in my notes, I said, you know, uh, what's in, what is important? 
you know, and I and I, I just wrote my first thing that came to me was loving others, you know, and staying right now, staying in for others. That's the big thing we're pushing right now is staying in, you know, um, is a big thing. But also, I, I think what something that's been really beautiful about this whole situation is, um, it is, uh, yeah, the church is not a building. Amen. Um, it has been a very long week, by the way. Um, we've taken so much for granted in the States, I think, and, and other countries. And, and it's like, we've realized not to do that. For example, you know, truck drivers, you know, how important are truck drivers? to our society you know um at this point it seems like they're right up there with doctors you know um uh grocery store clerks you know people who are willing to be there on the front lines so we can feed our families and take care of one another um obviously nurses and doctors you know so it's 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 uh one of those things where we're really being awoke to not taking life for granted, not taking humanity for granted, and not taking each other for granted. You know, it's like, you know, even just thinking small things like, oh, I want to go see a film. You know, right now I can't go see a film. You know, I can't go see a show. Um, you know, every time we walk, you have to walk into a drugstore to get something. You know, you're worried about a person coughing or doing this. And, you know, there's all these little things that we just took for granted and not even took for granted that we just didn't even think about. You know, you just run in, pick something up, get out and go, you know. And now we are realizing um, that we are in a mutual community our whole world is based and we are mutually reliant on one another you know we are reliant on grocery store clerks we are reliant on truck drivers we are reliant on uh, social media or it techs you know we're doing this stuff we're reliant on you know people who are making podcasts so we can listen um we are uh you know, as an introvert, I was like, you know, I, I don't need anybody. And what I've realized is I need a ton of people. You know, it might not be all close friends, but, you know, in order to take care of my kids, it literally does take a village. And we've realized is that, you know, we've got to not take these folks for granted anymore. You know, it's so funny growing up, you know, I mean, in, the, in politics, I've always been like, we've got to pay teachers better, you know, and we've got to pay these people better. And, you know, I wasn't thinking about grocery store clerks, you know, now the whole like giving people $15 an hour, which I've always believed in, but giving workers a livable wage makes a lot more sense now because we realize how dependent we are on them, you know, how important they are to society and to our lives and to giving us the things that we need that sustain us. You know, not just, you know, oh, I went to Walmart and picked up some videos, but, you know, like I went to Walmart and picked up some groceries or, you know, needed toilet paper or needed medicine or needed this, you know, and we just can't do it without these people. You know, they're not expendable. You know, they are our are, 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 are cornerstones to our society and to the world that we live in. 
And uh, I think, unfortunately, it's taken something like this for us to realize how much we need each other, how much we depend on one another. And I think this is why when you look at the Bible and think like, see verses like love your neighbor as yourself, love each other, live a life in unity, try to be on the same page. Um, you know, God, let's reign on the just and the unjust. You, know, you see all these things of, of, of kind of like trying to unify and trying to get us to care about each other. And, uh, you know, we realize, this, yeah, we are interdependent on people. And it doesn't matter what the religion is. It doesn't matter what their politics is. You know, it, what, what matters is, is that we need each other. Isn't that great? We need each other. Um, I need the stranger. I need the kindness of the stranger. I didn't realize that the Good Samaritan, you know, was a grocery store clerk. You know, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize, you know, the Good Samaritan was a truck driver, you know, that's, you know, having to leave his family and drive hundreds of miles to make sure that we have the food that we need to eat or the farmers. Or I mean, it's just, I know it, it's cliche, but at this time, I hope it's to the point where we don't see it just as a cliche, but we see it as something vital and that we see these humans as vital parts of our society and our world and that we are able to be grateful for that. You know, I encourage you when you go to the grocery store, when you do that, you know, tell your grocer, tell the person there, tell the stock person, thank you. Thank you for doing this. It's grateful because this isn't anything they asked for. You know, these aren't people who signed up to the military to go to war for us but they're still going to war and putting their lives on the line and lives of their loved ones online in order to be out there and to do this. Um, and, you know, I think of all the servers and things that we take for granted right now who are suffering because they can't make their tips because they can't have jobs. You know, how can we better take care of them? So, I don't know. You know, let's do our best to to be a community, a worldwide community. I've always, I've never liked the idea of the church being a community. And people say, well, I go to church for community. No, the church should be a part of a living, breathing community that already exists. You know, I've often thought about um, the Andy Griffith show where, you know, you have the sheriff, you have the barber, you have the town drunk, you know, um, the church, you know, Aunt B goes to on Sunday. Um, that's a community, and a community of people who kind of depend on each other. And uh, that's what we should be as part of a community, not a community. I don't want revolution to ever be a community. I don't think any church should be the community. I think we should play a part in the community. And right now, I will tell you this: is I feel like the person that uh, you know helps me with my groceries the other day plays more of a vital role right now in the world than me getting up here and talking to you about Jesus. You know, I have kids, you know, I have a little girl who needs to, you know, she's getting potty trained and she needs to sleep in diapers. I need those diapers for her to sleep in. You know, I need to get food for my, my kids to eat. You know I mean? I could live on anything, you know? Um, but but my kids need that, you know, and, and, and they need healthy options and, and 
and so many kids do and you know and that's a thing you know is i think it's sad that everybody's ran to the grocery stores and ransacked the groceries for you know diapers and 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 toilet paper and all that stuff you know when there's so many of us who need that together and maybe that's something we also need to realize as a community is that hoarding is hurting our neighbors you know we've got to make sure our neighbors have enough to do and have enough for themselves as well as we get through this um maybe we should learn to be minimalists as we go through this um you know and and to live with what we need to have what we need you know because if you're out hoarding i mean what difference are you from the billionaires who aren't helping anybody right now who are telling their their workers to you know good luck eat well hope you do good you know but i'm not going to pay you if you're not working you know what what different is it that we're taking people's food out of their mouths and taking their you know they can't wipe their asses because we're paranoid you know um so anyway those are some things to think about but i hope we realize that that we this is a this is a chance for us to be real community a real community of grace to really show grace and um I think about those bracelets of what would Jesus do, you know? And maybe when they take your temperature at the grocery store, they should also put a what would Jesus do bracelet on you as you shop? (laughs) What would Jesus buy? Um, So, I don't know. It's, It's harder for me to preach in a time like this, which is funny because I'm usually really good at talking in the midst of crisis, but I'm not used to every single person being in crisis. You know, um, and we're all there. We're all in this together. And so, if we can build community and be a better example to people, then let's do that. You know, I'm glad that I'm not having to focus on arguing about theology. I mean, that seems dumb right now when so many people are are, are getting sick and and elderly people are dying and, and things like that. You know, hope we lost me for a second. I'm back. Um. So for me right now is just keeping it simple, you know, take, you know, using what I need and leaving the rest for what others need and being grateful for those folks that we, we may have ignored, um, and, and, and supporting them in ways that we can and being grateful for the, those we have taken for granted. I mean, I almost feel like, you know, putting together like a writing little cards, you know, it's like, I'm so sorry that for the first, you know, 40 years of my life, I've taken you for granted and not seen you, but now I see you, you know, it's like this disease has put a huge highlighter on people, on human beings, you know, on servers and, and, and grocery store clerks and truck drivers and IT guys. I mean, think about how dependent we are right now on, on the internet and on the light. I mean, it's just taken all these people and reminded us how valuable they are to us to the point where it's like right now is probably not the best time to argue and kill each other over politics or theology right now might be the best time to just say i see you thank you and i hopefully that'll cause us to want to fight for their rights as well you know i mean I've, i've spent a lot of my career fighting for the rights of others um but making sure that people that we take for granted, we don't take for granted anymore, and we fight for their 
their rights. You know, if you're a Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. People should make livable wages, you know, because we can't live without them. And we know that now. And uh, so, yeah, we're sorry we missed you before, but we're grateful to have you now. And uh, we won't make the same mistake again. So please don't take each other for granted. Um, You know, let's be here for one another. Um, A community of humanity together. And uh, love your family. Reach out to your family. Keep posted. Keep checking in on each other if you can. I have not been the best at that, but I'm going to get better at it. And uh, I even talked to my dad a couple of days ago. We don't really talk ever. Um, we still definitely have some different views on how things are going, but, you know, it's not a bad time to do that. Maybe reconnect. Just realize what's important. I hope this is, I just really hope we realize what's important. You know, and in the Bible, it says what's important is faith expressing itself through love. You know, and whether you're a person of faith or not, expressing love is to me what is important. And when you love people, you want to make sure they're taken care of. You want to make sure they're appreciated. You know, it's like love illuminates people. You know, when you when you have a romantic relationship and you see someone that you romantically like and you're attracted to, and it's like they just glow. You know, and you're just attracted, and you're just like they're illuminated. You know, um, this is a time to let you, you know, illuminate, you know, let those people be illuminated and let them know like, wow, thank you. And you're appreciated. Um, I know it means a lot to me when people tell me they appreciate me or I get texts every now and then like, oh, your work's meant so much to me. And I mean, it means the world to me, you know, and uh, now it's time for me to realize that, you know, I just can't walk blindly through life anymore. Um. I can't wait for this thing to be over and us all to move forward. But anyway, I'm just going down a rabbit hole. Um, we're going to finish up, but I guess we could still try to do um, Afterglow a little bit, which is when you guys just kind of ask questions or push back or give feedback. Um, or you can talk about, you know, what you're doing to kind of survive and, you know, what's going on in your life, what's your worries, how are your kids. Um, I know it's strange for me being a co-parent, you know, and learning to co-parent in this kind of situation as well is really bizarre. And I'm grateful for having like things like the co-parent collective on Instagram and read other people's experiences with this as well. So, you know, if you want to share your experiences and hope, you know, go ahead. Um, we also have Caleb in the audience, so I'm sure he'll have something to maybe say. I will talk shop just just real quick because I, I noticed that we're on a little bit of a lag. So we're, while we're waiting for that to catch up online, I want to say uh, because you mentioned it, Jay, about um, connecting online within the revolution community or my or uh, sub community, I guess because we're not just the community. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we have the Revolution Church community uh, group on Facebook. And it's kind of small, actually. I'm surprised how small it is. So I'm, I'm sure maybe a lot of people just don't know about it. I just signed up last yeah, week. Just, I didn't know about it either. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, you can just search Revolution Church Community. I think it's might be the only one with that name. But it's it, a it Facebook, pops, right? Yeah, it's on Facebook. It pops right up. Uh, I will say just a couple people recently tried to join and didn't answer. There's like just three questions that pop up. Yeah. It's very generic. It's just like, will you be respectful? Pretty much. So please just answer those because like Robert and I are the admins and we can't 
approve you if you don't answer the questions. I'm sure some people just like don't think of it or just kind of gloss over it because it doesn't make you answer them. Okay. But yeah, please just answer. Just say that you'll be respectful and we'll we'll let anybody join it and we won't kick you out as long as you're not a dick to people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to answer a bunch of questions when I joined the social distortion discussion page. <laughs> But they made me answer, like, what were their first two albums and what was their first uh, single? I was like, <laughs> trivia. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Do you see any questions coming up there, Caleb, on the old uh, phone? No questions yet. Um, oh, someone had a great idea. Amanda said uh, maybe we could do like a Zoom Bible study. Oh, yeah. Uh, within the revolution. That would be fun because, I mean, if we're going to be in this for a few months, that would be really fun. I think that's a great idea. I love that. And you can, with Zoom, you know, you can see each other's faces and yeah. interact. I think that's a great idea. Maybe we can brainstorm that in the Revolution community. Um, and my, of course, my pops is always chiming in. wonder where I got it from. <laughs> but uh, he said, keep me posted if you do the Zoom thing. Uh, and then he just quoted some verses and he had a funny little quip here. He said, love one another as I have loved you. We rejoice in our sufferings. And then he said... Greet one another with a holy kiss from six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. And oh, here come some questions. Tell Jesus to wash his hands. Uh, so <laughs> Connie asks, Jay, what music are you listening to lately to keep your spirits up? Um, I've been lost listening to a lot of 60s and 70s reggae music. Um, you know, uh, when punk first started, there wasn't a lot of punk. So they would listen to a lot of reggae because there was like five punk albums. And so I just kind of went down a rabbit hole and uh, and started listening to a lot of reggae. It also makes you feel like you're at the beach a little bit. Um, so I'm listening to a lot of reggae. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Clash, you know, um, which is weird because I go through like periods of like Clash and then no Clash at all and then back to Clash. So I've been listening to some of that. Um and uh, that's been encouraging to me is, is uh, I like that idea of questioning the this, this system, but I also like the idea of uh, future unwritten. You can be what you want to do. You can write the future yourself. You can do whatever you, you know, you, you know, do what you love. I love that, that idea of the punk rock ethic is, is follow your passion, do it yourself. And, um, and there are no rules. You know, that's one thing I like about the clash is that they started as a punk band and they evolved. Um, and, and that's what a lot of those bands did. And people were like, oh, that's not punk rock. They betrayed punk, you know. And it's like, no, it, it, it's it's the thing that says, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to just make it whatever I want to be. And to me, that's ultimately punk, you know, is being able to be what you want to be and create new things and bring things together. So that's been really encouraging to me to, to, to for some of that. Um, I've also ordered some some new books on Instagram on Instagram on Amazon um, that I'm hopefully going to be reading soon. So I'll share some of that with you once I, I get a better idea. I want to point out, so somebody named Thomas literally in real time just now requested to join revolution church community. Thomas, answer the questions. You didn't answer any of the questions. <laughs> uh, you're probably listening right now. Just answer those questions, Thomas, and you'll be, we'll, we'll let you join. No more doubting. <laughs> yeah. It's, because no, it asked me if I wanted to make a little something about myself. Yeah. And I you said, have to do that. And I said, no. That's fine. Just just say that you'll be respectful. Just say you'll be respectful. That's the only question you have to answer. <laughs> yeah. Sean is saying he loves the clash, reggae, and second wave ska. Hmm. Yes. I had a lot of ska in the 90s, like traditional ska, so I don't, 
listen to it as much just because it was pumped into my head. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, you just now requested to join and didn't answer the questions, man. Come on. Okay, guys, you got to answer the questions if you want to join <laughs> it's the just revolution. Saying you'll be respectful. Just say you'll be respectful. Just click, bloop. You'll be respectful. Maybe they don't want to be respectful. Maybe not. But then Maybe we should join. be like, I'll be disrespectful and still let them join. <laughs> yeah. All are welcome, but Facebook yeah. makes you have questions in order to start these groups. Answering no is almost better than not answering at <laughs> all. Uh, what movies are you watching with your kids, Jay? Asks Sean. I've been watching. I bought, ordered some 1960s cartoons from Batman, Batman cartoons. Um and so watching some of those with him in Minnie Mouse uh, cartoons, because Minnie, my daughter, uh, whose actual name is Amelia, but she loves Minnie Mouse. So I've been watching some Minnie Mouse cartoons. Um, right now I can't afford cable, so I've been doing DVDs. I really want to order the um, 1960s Batman TV show, the whole season. Um, I'm looking for that right now to watch with the kids. You know, we've watched Monsters, Inc. and things like that. Um because we've been like just stuck in the house, you know, so the kids have, you know, wanted to watch a lot. I think I'm going to try to do some more like drawings with them and maybe some Play-Doh, um, you know. What advice books? Oh, Thomas is saying he answered the questions. Maybe there's a lag. Uh-oh. Okay. So, yeah, we just had two more people try to join. Maybe there's something wrong on our end. Then. What would Christy ask? Okay, a- Thomas, I'll, I'll approve you. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Christy G's asking if you had any uh, book recommendations oh, i mean yeah i definitely have book recommendations um you can actually go online and read the letter to letter from a birmingham jail i would recommend reading that that's really amazing um oh also can you make a spotify playlist of your favorite songs for us yes i can chrissy i also want to make you a spotify playlist of uh Sinead o'connor so you can start promoting her on your show um yeah, we can do that. We'll do let's do a Spotify playlist and put it on the Revolution Spotify. I like it. That's a good idea. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. I've been um, reading uh, Missing Out by Adam Phillips. Barry Taylor recommended that. Oh, is it good? Yeah, it's very uh object cause of desire centric like about, you know, pursuing the American dream and nothing's going to, you know, no no thing that you can achieve that you think is going to fulfill you will fulfill you. Oh, that sounds excellent. Yeah. So I'll probably get some material from reading that. Yeah, that's really good. I just got um, I got both of uh, Johnny Lydon's books, um, Johnny Rotten, as most people know him, um, that I'm going to hopefully start reading. problem is social media just gets in my way, and I end up looking too much on my freaking Instagram because that's where I'm at all the time. If you're looking for me, just follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm at. Um. But yeah, so um, I'm trying to think. Hold on. You know what? Hold on a second. Have a look at the black curtain behind us. In the meantime, uh, Pam commented she's reading What is the Bible by Rob Bell. Oh, that's great, a great one. Great book. Very good one. Have Rob Bell can write a book. Oh, yeah. No joke. Oh, okay. So I'm reading Finishing Insurrection by Peter Rollins. Um, really good book. I'm also reading this book here, Emancipation After Hegel. It's a deep read, but it's a good read. Um, 
I'm reading some Camus. How do you say Albert Camus' last name? Is it Camus? 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 Reading some of him. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of good books. If you haven't read The Ragamuffin Gospel, it's one of my favorite books. Um, there's another book called Messy Spirituality um, that I really like. Um, there's, uh, just trying to think of like books that are like super life changing books, a new kind of Christianity, which was like a book by Brian McLaren that he wrote a few years ago, which was kind of a play off of the trilogy he did, but it was like the book he did after that. That was a really good book. Um, anything by Martin Luther King Jr. is just going to blow your mind. Um, I, I've read some books on nonviolence. I'll have to put together some, maybe some lists. Maybe I'll start tweeting some books I've read and Instagramming some books I've read. Um, there are, oh, don't forget your books. Yes. And then there's Jay Baker's books, son of a preacher, man, and fall to grace and faith and doubt. Those are my books. So, you know, I especially like to sell a few copies of faith and doubt. (laughs) I'd actually like to get the rights back and rewrite the book and and re-release it because it didn't sell that well. And I'm also trying to work on doing a sequel to son of a preacher, man. Um, uh, with all the films and stuff coming out, we figured we might do a sequel to that book as well. Um, Gandhi has a great book on prayer, someone said. So thank you for recommending my books. Um, I like Paul Tillich's sermon books. Shaking the Foundations is really good, and you can find that on eBay. Yes, um, Pretty easy and pretty affordable. Um, so, yeah... Um, what was Pete? What was the? I'm trying to remember what the book I was the Pete's book 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 I read before this one. Whoa, uh, what were you reading? Uh, it was really good. It was oh, do you remember? Uh, it's evading me. It was one of his earlier ones, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Anything by Pete Rollins is pretty awesome right now. It, was it Insurrection? Isn't that? No, instruction is what I just oh, showed. Oh, my bad. It's the other one. Mm. Um, all right. What else are the other questions? Sean probably has some really good um, recommendations on books about anarchy. He's recommended some to me. He's also given me a lot of pamphlets on anarchy to read. Um, it's pretty – anarchy is kind of an amazing concept. Um, so you might want to check some of those out. Nadia Boltz has some good books, too. Yep, she's pretty solid. Um, Thomas Merton, yes. Rollins is great. YouTube his videos, guys. Yes. See? The Idolatry of God by Peter Rollins. Was, yes. Was it Idolatry of God? I don't know if that was no, the one I was reading or not, but... I can't remember. How Not to... No. It wasn't How Not to Speak of God. No. That was his first one. If I saw the cover, I would know. I just went to reach for my phone and then realized I'm filming this with my phone. <laughs> People can hunt back yeah. through the archives. I'll put it up later. So, yeah, there's some some good stuff out there. This huh. is kind of a cool opportunity for people to connect, you know? Yeah, it is a good opportunity. Communicate with each other. Any other questions? I don't even have my watch on today. Love wins is a good one. That's true. It's uh, noon. If you're, if you're, it's noon. Yeah. Okay. 
we're starting closer to 11 with this uh, streaming stuff as opposed to the physical I know congregation meetings because we got nowhere to be yeah don't get used to it listeners <laughs> yeah don't get used to us being on time folks and podcasts there's lots of good podcasts out there to listen to Christy G's podcast what would I call the sequel to Son of a Preacher Man Grandson of a Preacher Man Grandson of a Preacher um I don't know Son of a Preacher Man and Tammy Faye or <laughs> How to Become a Punk <laughs> I don't know I haven't thought about it yet yeah learning anarchism from Christians is good there's that book Christian Anarchy that I read I liked that book I don't read any fiction, so I'm... Oh, The Shack is another... That's a fiction recommendation. That's a fiction recommendation. Um, there's a really good uh, podcast on um, The Clash on Spotify, mm. read by Chuck D. I mean, Chuck D hosts it, and uh, you become a Clash expert within six listens, so... <laughs> It's so funny what I consider work. I was like, yeah, Pete, I've been doing some work. He's like, oh, yeah, what are you listening to? And I'm like, yeah, the Clash documentary. He's like, Clash? He's like, that's how you do work? I was like, yep, I get inspired by different things than you do. Uh, well, is that it? Looks like it. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We will uh, try to be here every Sunday and uh, keep you up to date. So we love you guys. Stay safe out there. Do us a favor and stay inside. Um, if you can, that would be great. Um, because honestly, I've seen a few like Christian leaders who aren't staying inside and doing things like that. It just makes us look like assholes, you know? And it really does hurt other people. So if you can, stay inside um, or be safe. If, you're, if you work at a grocery store or things like that, you know that we love you and we support you and we are grateful for you. And, um, you know, let us know what you need. If we can help, we will. Um, this is a tough thing right now, and I'll end on this, is, um, you know, Caleb's in bed from breaking his leg three times in three places, and uh, Revolution wants to continue to go. Um, and we're all just, you know, but we're all in a financial struggle right now. If you have able to support revolution or Caleb who's who's uh, who's who's GoFundMe is should be right above me on the on the Instagram I mean on the Instagram on the Facebook we have a page for him we could really use your support um, but I know things are tight right now so I don't want to push that because um, we're all trying to survive but you know just let you know we're just you know we're going through this too and um you know, if you think that the thousand dollars is socialism, you don't want to support that, or you think it's a handout from Trump and you don't want to support that, just you just send it to Revolution. We'll figure out something to do with it. <laughs> All right, everybody, grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. Lots of love, and we'll see you uh, next week. All right, bye bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported one hundred percent by listeners like you. To make your one hundred percent tax deductible donation today please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Hi, I'm Caleb with Post-Christian Podcasting. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like The Sacred Collective. We are The Sacred Collective.
this isn't an argument you're going to win. And, yeah. and, and not only that, you don't want to win it, even if it was. Mm. So you're just playing a different game. And so for Rob to even talk about this, we'd need to start talking about the Bible. And before we talk about the Bible, we'd need to start talking about duality and how we read literature and its complexities to context and history and textual context and all these different elements, um, which is never going to happen in two minutes. And even if it was you gave two hours, would this person even be able to listen to that kind of conversation? Mm. Probably not yet. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to have the the wherewithal at times just to go, hey, we're going to disagree. I know that's going to make you upset. The amount of people I've said, look, I know that you're doing your duty and you feel obliged to tell me I'm a heretic, that my teaching will be judged, that I'm leading people straight. I really understand that. I used to be like you. Yeah. And I really value your zeal, your passion, how much you love God and how much you're faithful for what you believe. Yeah. I just don't see things that way. You, you haven't convinced me, and I don't think you will convince me. I know I'm not going to convince you of what I believe. Should we agree to disagree? Let's say you've done your obligation. God's not going to hold it against you. He'll hold it against me if I'm wrong. But thank you. I really appreciate you. I'm, I'm really, I really admire your passion. Yeah, you. I right. really do. Mm-hmm. I wish I was as passionate and zealous <laughs> for what I believe yeah. as you are for what you I really do. Mm. Um, but we're not going to go anywhere. And, and nine times out of ten, that conversation goes okay that's about as positive as i can say it goes okay that was a post-christian podcast